Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. It's the best pizza in the city. Still making it great. Royal Pizza celebrating 50 years in Edmonton. On through October, Royal Pizza offering the Combo Special. Your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, and four anniversary cookies, all for 50 bucks. Pick that up at any of their 14 Edmonton and area locations. Well, they currently have the second-best record in the Western Hockey League. They're leading the Central Division. They are the Edmonton Oil Kings, and their president and general manager is Kurt Hill, and he joins us right now on Oilers Now. Kurt, how you doing? I'm doing good, Bob, after a, a good weekend from our guys and doing feeling good. Yeah, you guys played two pretty good hockey teams. Uh, big comeback against Calgary and then kind of outlasted Portland, who've got a solid squad. So give me some thoughts first and sort of what cued the comeback uh, against the Hitmen. Yeah, you know, I think it was just a bit of a, a bit of a slow start for our guys. Maybe just that first game coming back off the road, I find it uh, takes a little bit of time just to get accustomed to being back home. I mean, the guys are excited, so I felt like after that first period, uh, you know, we we controlled the, the, a lot of the play of the game. Um, I thought goaltending on both sides was at times a little bit shaky in the game, but uh, at the end of at the end of the day, our our guys were uh, were feeling it offensively, and we found a way to to get the win. Uh, and you've got a, a a guy that got a hat trick in that game, uh, forty five points last year, Carter Such, uh, and he was involved in a critical moment in the victory over Portland on Sunday as well. Yeah, I know Carter. I got the offense going on Saturday and. Uh, I've had a really good game. He's been playing really well that entire line with him, Keeler, and McIndoe. Since McIndoe's come in, have played, uh, have been one of our best lines. They're playing some really good hockey right now. And then Carter uh, showed off his quick hands in the shootout, um, beating Holfer there to get us the win against Portland on Sunday as well. Medicine Hat Tigers are pushing you pretty hard. they got a great goaltender, don't they, in Mad Sogard? Yeah, no, we learned about him in the playoffs last year. I mean, we knew, but uh, obviously with some of those games there, you're kind of scratching your head on, on how you're not winning them. But, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a special goalie, probably one of the better ones in the league. And, um, yeah, no, it's uh, going to be interesting here when we get to – I think we see them here at the end of the month on the 25th at Rogers' place. So uh, I'm excited to, to get our first matchup against them and uh, 
see uh, how we score off against each other. Kurt Hills, the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Again, they lead the way in the Central Division. Just uh, right now, the only team that's got a better winning percentage than you is the Prince Albert Raiders, who, of course, won the WHL championship last year. Kurt, while we were gone on the road, they traded Kale Fonstead. And I'm like, well, is he, I thought he was still 19. He is a 19-year-old. Were you a little surprised that that deal got made? Uh, there had been some chatter about them uh, talking to some teams about him. I think uh, say, uh, not surprised in the sense of knowing that he was potentially on the move. But, uh, yeah, he's a pretty big piece. So I guess from the outside looking in, it's, uh, you know, um, it's kind of surprising when they're they're winning the way they are, and then they move out a guy who's at 73 points the last two years. But uh, yeah, I think it was maybe just a little bit of a time for a change for, for okay. Mr. Fonst out there, and uh, and I, I mean they got good return on it too. He's definitely a good player. He's going to help Everett a lot. Okay, well, uh, taking a look at your squad, uh, you made the deal to get McIndoe a couple weeks ago. Uh, he gives you another 20 year old up front, and Riley Sachuk's currently leading your team in, sp- in scoring. But, I mean, Sachuk's got 12 points. Josh Williams, who is draft eligible, who played on the Holinka Gretzky team a year ago, had a tough campaign, got traded for Brent Kemp during the season. Uh, you know, Josh Williams has got 11 points. Jake Neighbors, draft eligible, you know, uh, considered an A prospect for this year's draft by uh, uh, Central Scouting. He's got 10 points. Alistrov's got 9. Such has got 8. Uh, so you've got... And it's it's, so it's it's sort of been uh, it it hasn't maybe been a a, you know fix Molanski like it was last year where he was completely separated from the rest of your forwards. I mean, it really has been a diversified scoring attack, hasn't it? Yeah, it's no, it's a really balanced group, and it seems like each night here, uh, different lines are kind of taking the bull by the horns and uh, getting things done for us. Um, Like you said, it's those two twenty-year-olds were key acquisitions for us, and you know we expect them to kind of be. Be the guys that are are consistent and stable throughout our lineup throughout the season, and teaching those young guys kind of what it takes to uh, obviously win in this league. We got a little bit of taste of that last year, but it's uh, continuing that that culture in our dressing room. And those guys have been doing an exceptional job at that. But uh, as you mentioned, it's been a very balanced scoring attack. And uh, I alluded to earlier that McIndoe, Keeler, and such line has been one of our better lines as of late. And uh, since McIndoe's come in the lineup, they've been playing some pretty good hockey. Uh, Wyatt McLeod, where did, which NHL camp did he go to? He's a left-shot defenseman, 6'3". Uh, he went to Colorado's development camp and their uh, and their rookie camp. Okay. Uh, th- this is an interesting guy because he had a real – he scored some big goals for you last year in the playoffs, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he had four goals in the playoffs last year for us. Yeah, and I, I'm just – I mean, he's sitting there, he's got eight points in 11 games, and he's plus 13. And – you know, this is another guy. I mean, he, in theory, he could be drafted uh, this year. He's gone. He's already gone through the draft a couple times. But is this the, the case of that late-blooming defenseman that's sort of waking some people up out there? Because he's certainly got the frame and the size to potentially, you know, be a pro player down the road. No, no question. I think he's uh, he's having a great season here so far. I know Colorado really liked him at camp. They were considering keeping him longer and seeing what more he could do. And they just have a lot of numbers on defense there. And obviously, with the young kids that they with where their teams at and what they've drafted here recently on defense. Uh, but he's um, yeah, he's a great kid. Obviously, a leader in our room. And so far, uh, he's been having a great season for us. And we expect him to to continue that. And uh, as you mentioned, that from the playoffs last year he was one of our better defensemen there and it just seemed uh, when we needed that spark or we needed a big goal uh, he was the guy getting the shot through from the point and getting it getting it in well matt robertson signed last week at the new york rangers he was a second round pick connor mcdonald last year was second in defense scoring 
and yet it's 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 kind of been McLeod that's not just giving you the points, but also obviously been on the positive side. He's plus 13. I mean, that kind of speaks volumes there. Uh, Got to ask you about a, a young guy here that we've talked a bit about, Dylan Gunther, the uh, number one overall pick, WHL Bantam Draft. This is his first full season in the league. Uh, you know, how's he been through the first 11 games? He's been good. You know, he's had some really good games and some other games where uh, obviously it's, like I alluded to before, a young player in the league still trying to find his way a little bit. But obviously he's he's ahead of a lot of the 16-year-olds in the league that you see playing. And, uh, you know, we got, as I alluded to, also the depth up front that we have. Sometimes uh, he plays a little bit down in the lineup, but uh, he's still playing on on the power play unit and he's still getting a lot of opportunity to jump up into the lineup when uh, he gets that opportunity. So he had a really good road trip. I thought on the weekend the Portland game, they didn't really play their their uh, third and fourth lines a lot in the, in that game. So I know as I say, it was a little bit uh, less for that game, but uh, no, I think we've been really happy with uh, where he's at so far. He's got some things to learn and, uh, you know, he, as a young player in the league, he's continuing to grow and uh, just round out his game uh, for what, how we want to play him to play as an oil king. All right, and uh, you guys made a decision in goal. Jared Miskew, uh, you moved so you could do the McIndoe trade, uh, and you've got an emerging goaltender that's become uh, a bit of a storyline for your hockey team. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, Sebastian Costa, I mean, he played his first game, gets a shutout of Winnipeg, and then um, I think maybe just got on a little bit of a high and goes into Regina and gets pulled up for the first period. And, but on Sunday, you know, he found a way to bounce back. And, uh, I mean, with Joel Hofer on the other net, one of the better goalies in the league, he went toe-to-toe with him and ends up winning in a shootout. So it was, uh, again, a, a good, solid, impressive win for him on Sunday. And, uh, obviously, the future is bright for Sebastian. Yeah, big guy. Was he 6'5"? He's six six. Yeah, he's yeah. big. He's huge for yeah. sure. Nine fifty two save percentage through three appearances. Todd Scott is basically your number one guy here, but Kosa obviously uh, pushing for time. Uh, you're in Red Deer Friday. What else you got going on this weekend, uh, Kurt? Yeah, that's all the team has. We just have the one game. It's kind of a slow, pure, little bit of a slow stage in our schedule here, just with some building availabilities in the central and that. So we got uh, three games in the next three weeks. So I think on Saturday, maybe a little bit of time for. Uh, for everybody to maybe just get a day off and get back at her next week. But, yeah, focus right now is on Red Deer on Friday night. Well, Red Deer is going through some tough times right now. they got a lot of young kids, uh, you know, 16, 17-ish. So good luck this weekend, and we'll hook up next week. Okay, Kurt? Yeah, I appreciate it, Bob. You bet. Kurt Hill is the president and general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, who, again, have the second-best winning percentage currently in the Western Hockey League. They've got some talent. Uh, it's going to be interesting because they got some guys that passed through the draft, like David Cope, a uh, six foot five right winger, uh, like Carter Such, like Josh Williams. Like uh, Such was a late birthday, uh, but certainly Williams and Cope have already gone through the draft. There might be something there with those players, and uh, this is going to be. It's funny, uh, Brendan. I know you know so much focus on 22 23 24 year old NCAA free agents and I think anybody that listens to the show knows that I'm like you know there's some good Canadian kids that are late bloomers too and even McLeod is a defenseman who's a 19 year old defenseman this year I mean he's it's 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 one of those scenarios where it, it's almost like you know some organizations think well they weren't good enough to get drafted when they were in junior at 18 so you got to find good organization, find players everywhere. Uh, we talked like Luke Phillip last year at the University of Alberta, got signed by the Calgary Flames. Detroit was another organization that was in Lethbridge at the University Cup. Luke's uh, younger brother, Noah, played had 75 points last year for 
uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds in the Western Hockey League. He is going to have teams looking at him, maybe not this year, but next year, pulling him out of U of A after second year. Ian Herbers and uh, Stan Marple won't like hearing uh, about that. I just, while I got you right now here, how do, what sort of weekend the Sherpark Park Crusaders have? A good one. Again, they had three games in four days. They swept it. They're up to 12-1 and one on okay. the year. They just keep on rolling. They're the number three ranked team in the country behind the Penticton Vs and the Brooks Bandits. So there you go. So they got it. Now, are they... Because has Brooks been one of the teams that spends money to be competitive every year at the junior... A-level? I'm not at liberty to say. Oh, stop. Are you an official <laughs> listen, team? Listen, you there's, official? Uh, you know, at this level of hockey, and you look right down to the NCAA, it's a similar situation where you, you, there's, there's rumors about that sort of thing, but I would never, uh, you know, tie well, my name to, to yeah. something like that. I mean, come on, do, man. Do, do they have a big, beautiful, brand-new arena, one of the best, you know, jerseys and color schemes right across the country? Uh, absolutely, they do. Yeah. And they, they have a, a knack for getting some of the best players out of um, parts of the uh, parts of North America that other teams sure. don't necessarily have access just, to. Just like the Portland Winterhawks. Exactly. They get a lot of American players in a Portland exactly. that other organizations do not get. The London Knights, the Quebec Ramparts, whatever team, the Irving Zone out in Quebec, and then the you know, Quebec Major Junior League. And they don't only just get, just for the record, they don't only just get sometimes some good American players or some guys that are going to, uh, you know, decommit from NCAA programs. I mean, the Irvings even get tax breaks from the Liberals. Oh, wait. The show's called Winners Now. Where am I going with that? Uh, it is uh, 146. Just kidding. 146 in Edmonton. This is Winners Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 4340. This is Oilers Now. It's 148 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. Darnell was asking me the other day, he goes, how fast do you run a 40? And I go, ah, probably clocked in my prime, maybe 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> Let's just say Darnell and uh, myself have met a guy who claims to run a 4'3", <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> That's fast, man. Do you know how many guys have claimed that they could run a 4-3-40? Well, the ones that do run a 4-3-40 are guys like Randy Moss, for example. So yeah. I'm guessing you weren't talking about Randy Moss. No, this guy this guy played in the CFL. He was, he was a fast guy. He wasn't a flat-out burner. I mean, there's fast and then there's real fast. There's a story in The Athletic uh, written by Thomas Trance, who for years, uh, last three or four years, worked for the Florida Panthers. Uh, Thomas is a great guy, good writer, and he's written a piece, a Q&A, that he did with Pavel Burry. Okay? And Burry said, not even close. McDavid and him. <laughs> it was basically like, other than the fact that he's bigger, stronger, and faster than me, yeah, no. There's no comparison. Which I find pretty ironic, because Pavel Burry in B.C., is a legend. Absolute legend in that province. And I, it, I have one of his jerseys. Do you? Yeah. You know, I, I like, you know what I really like Pavel Burry? Is when he uh, got upset during the playoffs against uh, Dallas. And they were running rough shot all, all over him, hitting him late and everything. Mav to Chuck and Hatcher and Shane Sherla. And he went back and skated the length of the ice after Sherla put him down. And elbowed Sherla right in the face and knocked him the you-know-what out cold. 
I was like, that is, that's how you, you know, for all of the guys out there that ever had a, uh, a hammer sit there and lean on you. And and the thing about the elbow that Burray delivered is he's, I always talk, you got to skate through the hit. He skated right to the hit at full, pro- I know we've tweeted that elbow, it's called the mother of all elbows. Ever since then, I've loved Pavel Beret. I thought that was awesome. I'm like, good for you. You know, not only are you a 60-goal scorer and one of the most electrifying players in the National Hockey League. Now, today, today's NHL, do you know how much? He would have gotten at least, he would have been suspended for the rest of the playoffs. Then again, Shane Sherlock wouldn't have been playing in today's NHL because there would have been, you know what would have happened? They would have called, because Dallas used to, if Ken Hitchcock was listening to the show right now, he'd be shaking his head. Well, we all know Dallas used to just bully every team in the league. That's what they tried to do. Now, was, was Hitch in? No, Hitch wasn't in Dallas at that stage yet. But they, they used to try to bully every team that they played. And they had Hatcher and Mavtichuk and Ludwig. And Ludwig had those gigantic pads, and they blocked a million shots. And, you know, but I loved it that Beret did that. I thought that was awesome. Once in a while, I like seeing the because you know what, we pay to watch the skill guys. See, I'm a I'm a spoiled uh, Oilers fan from the '80s, right? Like I'm that's I grew up watching that team. That team could score, and if you had to get ugly, that team would get ugly, and it was the thing of absolute beauty. They could throw down with anybody. You wanted to square up, and they could they could do it. And sometimes it wasn't always done in the most honorable fashion. But you know what? Sometimes honor is seriously overrated because there's still a. I'll tell you, last night's game against Chicago. So may they missed a high stick. The, the Hawks should have had a power play in the first period, and they missed it. Okay, flat out missed it. It was James Neal. He got away with the high stick. Should have been called on Brent Seabrook. The Chicago Blackhawks got away with three or four calls in the second period of that game. Like the refs just, and and it was the Hawks that were the better team, and they were the aggressor, and they. They, you know, they missed. When Burray played, they missed three or four things every shift. That's how ugly it was back then. So the fact that he responded the way he did, loved it. And we, I know we've tweeted it. It's funny, funny stuff. All right. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Wrapped up our New York trip. we got two great roadies coming up. Second half of the season. Think about it. Chicago or Tampa Bay? The Tampa Bay trip includes a five-night Caribbean cruise. For reservations, call a New West Traveler or go online at newwesttravel.com. You know what? I seem to recall this was a pretty significant day in the history of the National Hockey League. Well, back in 1989, playing with Los Angeles against the Oilers, Wayne Gretzky has two goals and a helper to become the NHL's all-time leading scorer. The Kings beating the Oilers 5-4 in overtime at Northlands in that game. Yeah, it got uh, he tied it late, jam played down low around the net. It was, uh, 89 was also the year the Oilers, so the trade happened 88-89, and then that was in the fall of 89. But uh, 88-89, Edmonton hosted the All-Star game. We got to host that thing again. You got to get it in. And once, once all of Ice District gets built up and uh, uh, built after it. Uh, Bob, did Alex Nylander look like an NHL player last night? <sighs> Tough for him. He was on the fourth line. 
right? He got a goal. The Oilers turned the puck over. Mike Smith, by his own admission, would like to have that one back a bit. KDK has texted us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. So far, I have to admit, I've been very wrong about the defense. They've been extremely good at moving the puck. So far, I was wrong. Last night against Chicago was a perfect example how veteran players Keith Seabrook and Taze can step up to play games against teams that are rolling. Chicago might be average all year, but McDavid and Drysaddle are now getting the best of teams when they roll through towns. I got news for you. I think a lot of teams get up to play Connor McDavid. I think fear is a wonderful motivator. They know how good that guy is. They do. And there was at times reverence with it. But uh, the owners, the only way Edmonton's going to be successful, I'll leave you with this as we wrap up the show tomorrow, by the way. Uh, Stoffer Inspector Mark Spector will join us down at Rogers Place on a game day for the horses and horse race in Alberta with live standard bid racing every Friday night and Sunday afternoon at Century Mile. Uh, we will also have Philadelphia Flyers general manager Chuck Fletcher has made numerous appearances on our shows over the years. I don't have to worry about finding him a goaltender now. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Well, I went and got Ilya Brzezgalov and Devin Dubnik. Carter Hart. He inherited that guy. He'd be the first of it to just joke him. Uh, Chuck Fletcher on tomorrow's show. Spec on tomorrow's show. Tonight, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Here's the deal on the Oilers. It's a good start. Cautiously optimistic. I do think the structure will improve. Team's got to stay stealthy, uh, stay healthy. And so far, so good with the Guardians. And special teams are ridiculous. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Talk to you tomorrow, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.